Good morning. Good morning. Happy 4th of July weekend to everyone. So we are, we are continuing this series, The Mystery of the Kingdom, and we're studying from the book of Mark. And this series is basically looking at how Jesus established a new kingdom in this world that radically reoriented all of history. In other words, if you're a student in here, kind of the way we talk over at the Bell House, right, across the street, is basically Jesus blows our minds when it comes to our idea of his kingdom. Now, in studying this, this passage, I was struck by the question that Jesus asks here. When he says to blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What an amazing question. Think about it. If Jesus were standing right in front of you and he asked this very same question, what do you want me to do for you? How would you respond? How would, how would anyone respond? How would I respond? Well, I wouldn't have to respond because uh, I wouldn't have to be asked. Jesus has heard me Plenty of times. He's heard my wants. He's heard my needs continuously, constantly, all the time. I feel like if Jesus were in a room full of people and he was asking everyone one by one, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And everybody's answering. I'd be so eagerly awaiting him, my turn, right? Just like wanted to, you know, jump out of my shoes. And then when he gets to me, he goes, oh, I already, I already know what you want. Already. And I'm just like, well, but one more time, let me, let me get that request on these. Javi, you're a youth pastor. You're not going to have a Range Rover. Just get over it. <laughs> Stop it. But I was so excited to hear that, that we are preaching from the Gospel of Mark because this has always been my favorite of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I love this Gospel because I, I refer to it as the action Gospel. And I refer to it that way... Uh, because the other Gospels share a lot more insight, a lot more like as, as Jesus walked, he was thinking and he said this because there's just a lot more detail in the other Gospels, but not so with Mark. Mark kind of seems to cut straight to the chase. It's the shortest of the, of the four Gospels. And actually in, in, in school, when we, we were told to read the Gospels in one sitting, like the whole book of Mark, the whole book of John, when it was time for Mark, everybody was like, yes. Because it was, it was way shorter. You can get it done within the hour or so. But, so, but I, I like that. But I like it because it is the action gospel, what, what a lot of folks refer to it as. It's cut straight to the chase. It's kind of like when somebody says, so I got to Market Basket and it was such a lovely day and I had to park all the way at the end because I had my blinker on at the parking that was right before, right in front of the entrance, but somebody took it. You know how that frustrates me, but I got inside, got the kids in, and guess who I bumped into? Maureen, and she saw the kids. The kids were so nice to her. So we said hello, and then I went over to the poultry section, and I got the manager special because who could pass a deal up like that? And I say, whoa, honey, all I asked was what's for dinner? <laughs> I was getting there. It's drumsticks. <laughs> So I actually like cut to the chase. Now, before you, you know, think anything, I do love my wife. <laughs> I love the Gospel of Mark. 
But I love the Gospel of Mark because it cuts straight to the chase. However, there are times that my wife will come home from hanging out with friends or, or whatever, and she'll say, I ask her, so how'd it go? She said, it was good. Okay. Like, what did you, what did you, what, like, what, tell me more. I want some more details. So there are times that I do want more details. I do want more details. That's it? Honey, like, tell me more. Like, how, how fun was it? I, I want to know. Uh, and so going back to the question that Jesus asked blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? This is an instance where I can't help but want more details. As much as I love Mark because he cuts straight to the chase, I'm like, well, Mark, this time you got to give me some more. And so what I discovered in this passage with regards to this question truly blew my mind. Blew my mind. So I want us to take a closer look at this passage and, and, and I want to share it with you because I want, I want minds blown today. I want action. So let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you are. Thank you, God, because you are an amazing God and, and you want to be involved in our lives. And I just pray that this morning you speak to and through me and that, as usual, that your word does not return void. In Jesus' name, amen. So first, I, I want to zoom out before we kind of zoom in to this passage. So zooming out, like what exactly, what's going on in this story? What is the context of this, of this passage? So Jesus and his disciples and a few other followers of Jesus were heading into Jerusalem for Passover, which was custom for that time, uh, of that time of year. After this passage is when we have Jesus' triumphal entry. This is when we celebrate Palm Sunday one week before Easter Sunday. So that's just for some context. So as Jesus, his disciples, and his followers are walking down the road, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting and begging by the roadside. And then he hears, he, the Bible says he heard that it was Jesus who was passing him by. So Bart, as we'll call him this morning, right, he begins to shout, begins to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Why? Because it is the first time in the Bible, in, in the book of Mark especially, that Jesus is referred to as son of David. Okay, what does that mean? It basically means it's, he's calling him the Messiah. He's saying you are who you said you are, and you're going to do what you said you will do. You are the Messiah the one who came to die on the cross for all of us. This information is coming from a blind beggar on the side of the road. Bartimaeus, who has no sight, has way more insight into the person of Jesus, into who he truly is, than anyone else, than his own disciples. How many times do I call unto Jesus to fix my problems to heal my ailments, to, to, to wash away my sins. And, and I forget sometimes that I'm approaching the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Son of David, the Messiah, the one who came to die on the cross for all our sins. And I sometimes approach Jesus in prayer like I'm going to order a coffee at Starbucks. Here's, here's my order. This is what I want. Here's what I need from you. How dare I sometimes, as if 
as if his death on the cross wasn't enough, as if the grace that he offers and extends to, to me doesn't suffice, as if his love has ever failed me or will ever fail me. Here's, here's my order. Here's what I need from you, Jesus. So back to Bartimaeus. After many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, what did Bartimaeus do? Does he stay quiet? No. He shouts even more. Have you ever been rebuked or scolded? Or have you ever been shushed? You better stop, this, stop fighting right now or I will pull the car over and I will turn around. Don't make me. Right? Whenever my parents said that to me, I was like, what? That's confusing. What do you mean don't make? I don't, I don't understand. Don't make you. You made me. Like, what is going on here? And it's like, she's, mom's going crazy. She's saying she's flipping everything. Or you get shushed, right? Hey, I just want to shush. That's, that was like instant breaks for me, but not so with Bartimaeus. People of higher positions, of higher authority, of, you know, no, more notoriety were telling him to shh. Jesus' own entourage was telling him, shh, stop it. Stop yelling out. Have, have some respect. It did not deter Bart at all. No way. No way. You see, he saw those rebukes, those shushes, that scolding or whatever it is as simply obstacles getting in the way of him and Jesus. Obstacles that were in between his, him and his approach to the son of David, to the Messiah, to the one who came to die for all of us on the cross. Bart's determination and his, his stubbornness is something that I truly admire here. And check this out. One of my favorite parts of this, of this passage, after Bart kept shouting, son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus stopped and said to his followers, call him. In other words, bring him, bring him over here. And so they do. Look at verse 50. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. In other words, abandoning some of the very little that he had, he comes to Jesus. Not only does he stand, he jumps to his feet and comes to Jesus, leaving behind something important to him, his cloak, which protected him probably from the cold, covered him up, kept the dust and dirt away from him. At times, Bartimaeus' priority at that moment was Jesus and Jesus alone. And when he does approach Jesus, Jesus asks him, and here's, the, here's that question in verse 51. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Now, Jesus, it's pretty obvious here. It's pretty obvious. I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't have Ray-Ban sunglasses or Oakley's. 99.9% .9 sure he wasn't wearing sunglasses. So in those days, it was pretty obvious. Maybe he was reaching out and walking toward Jesus. Maybe people were assisting him. Maybe not. But Jesus, the omniscient Jesus, meaning the all-knowing, he knows everything. He knows the questions you're going to ask before you even ask it. Ask him, what do you want me to do for you? Like, Jesus, you know. Come on. What are you, what are you doing? Like, what is the, why the obvious question, Jesus? Now, I'll pause there and, and go back a little bit, even further. 
Staying in this chapter, in Matthew, excuse me, Mark chapter 10, going back to verse 35, if, if we have it, yes. Then Jesus and John, the sons of Zebedee, these are two of the 12 disciples, came to him, to Jesus. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Whatever we ask. Now, remember, these were Jesus' disciples. They traveled with him for at least a couple of years, having witnessed way more than other people had witnessed, way more than, than Bartimaeus probably ever heard about. Yet, they addressed Jesus as teacher. As teacher. Bartimaeus addressed Jesus as son of David. Right? Son of David as the Messiah. Big difference there. So we'll continue. Then they make a request from him that sounds to me sounds a little bit it sounds a little bit irreverent. We want you to do for us whatever we ask. Whenever you hear someone ask you a question and it's like, hey, I've got a question, you gotta say yes though. You're like Okay, it's probably going to be no. It's pro I'm probably going to be busy or sick that day, right? Or it's kind of like, hey, hey, are you, are you super busy right now? And you're like, oh, I got to find something to do. <laughs> I might be busy. I'm not sure. And then they ask this request, and you're just like, oh, let me get back to you, or let me, let me pray about it. I'll, I'll pray about it. You know that whenever somebody starts to request this way, it's, something's fishy. So it's like, well, it depends on what you're going to ask me. But not Jesus. He replies with the same question that he asked Bartimaeus. Word for word, look at it. What do you want me to do for you? Same question. Word for word. But in this case, James and John ask for positions of power in the kingdom of God. They want positions of power, positions of authority. They want to be known. They want to rule. They want to govern over people. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Hook us up, Jesus. We're buds. We've been hanging out for a couple of years now. We're kind of in with you, right? Let us let's be your minions. Let's be your henchmen, your right-hand man, your left-hand man. You see, this is, where, this is where they got the whole kingdom of God wrong, wrong. Because they thought that Jesus was going to be, he was going to be a ruler here on this earth. That he was going to be like an actual king and rule and govern over, govern over the nations. And tell people, bring me more water and do this. and Good things too, but they were just like, yeah, we want to be, be there with you. Maybe not at your level, but at least by your side. Huh? Come on, Jesus. The biggest difference here between James and John, his disciples, and Bartimaeus is ambition versus faith. Ambition versus faith. Ambition begs for wants. Faith asks for needs. Bartimaeus just wanted his sight. He wanted to see. But his want, his desire, his need did not come before his recognition of the person of Jesus and the reverence of asking him addressing him as the Messiah, as the son of David, asking him for mercy, knowing that he has the power to extend mercy, to offer mercy to this 
poor blind beggar. The two disciples' idea of God's kingdom was, was totally wrong. Completely. They had it wrong. And then so Jesus is so patient as he usually is. As he always is with us. So patient. Now, newsflash, I'm not Jesus. Right? But if I, and I'm so glad I, I wasn't because I'm not as patient as Jesus was. Nowhere near it. If they were to ask me that, we're walking along the road, and these two disciples who should know me pretty well by now, and my time is coming to an end, right? The triumphal entry, and I know my time is coming up, and they're like, hey, G Tommy, or Jesus, we, we want you to do for us. But I would just take off my glasses and rub my left eye. That's what I do when I'm super frustrated. That's my moment with Jesus, right? Save me, save them, save me from them. Save them from me, Lord. And I would say, guys, you don't get it. All this time together, you're not getting it. Look, my, my, time, my time is coming to an end. I'm, I'm leaving. Remember the prepare a place for you and all this? Like, what have I been teaching and preaching about, guys? Right? You're not getting it. You need to get this. But Jesus doesn't do that. He's so patient. He asked the same question. Question that I would never dare to ask. Now, Jesus does respond differently to each request. To James and John, after they request this, this, this thing, of power, the position of power and authority, he says, the Bible says, you do, Jesus told them, you do not know what you are asking. Are you willing to lay down your life for others? To Bart's request for sight, he says, go. Your faith has healed you. In other words, Bartimaeus, because you have a tremendous faith in me, a faith that called out to me, a faith that didn't get deterred when other people were rebuking you, shushing you, scolding you, trying to get in the way between you and me, a faith that actually grew stronger because of it, because of the opposition, because of those obstacles, a faith that caused you to recklessly abandon something important to you, jump to your feet and come to me as blind as you are. Walk to me in faith. A faith that recognized who I truly am, the son of David, the Messiah, the one who came to die for all our sins on the cross. Because of that faith, you're healed. Can I have a faith like that? Can I always recognize Jesus as my Lord and Savior? And not just a really solid teacher, a really good guy, a rabbi. Not just a, man, that Jesus was a really good example. May I be like him. May I score, it's not just like that. Not just, not a genie in a bottle that's awaiting, awaiting my, my request. Not a barista at Starbucks. Can I approach him as the king of kings, the lord of lords, the one who came to die for all of our sins? Can I approach him like that? That's a challenge for me, and I don't always do it. Now, this is, this is the very last miracle that, that Jesus performed in the Gospel of Mark. Yet, it is so much more than just a miracle of healing. I'm sure this isn't the first time that you've heard or read this passage or heard somebody preach from this passage or you studied it. It is so much more than just a quick little miracle before the triumphal entry. So much more than that. 
Much like John 3.16, which scholars refer to that as the gospel in a nutshell, for God so loved the world, right? Much like John 3.16, I believe that this is also the gospel in a nutshell. Remember when I mentioned that the reason why I love the gospel of Mark, the book of Mark, is because it's an action gospel? Well, I want to take a look. I want us to take a look at, at all the actions, removing everything else, all the other details and, and things like that, all the actions between Bartimaeus and Jesus. So first, Bart, Bartimaeus heard. Bartimaeus shouted. Bartimaeus shouted more. Jesus stopped. Jesus called. Bartimaeus threw. Bartimaeus jumped. Bartimaeus came. Bartimaeus received. And here's the big one. Bartimaeus followed. May we always be keen to hear and never be afraid to shout his name. And when he calls us, may we come to Jesus with an anticipation and a joy that causes us to jump, leap, run, sprawl, kneel before him. And may we follow him all the days of our lives, knowing that he is the blessing, living out lives in devotion to him, serving him out of that love. Now, Jesus didn't tell Bartimaeus, your faith has healed you. Follow me. Now, earn it. Earn it. Your faith has, has healed you. Now, now come and, and, and prove yourself worthy to hang out with this entourage. Your faith has healed you. Now, now stick by me. I'm going to teach you some really cool stuff. No. He said, go. Your faith has healed you. In other words, go your merry way. Go and continue to live your life. Now, but Bartimaeus didn't just go. He didn't go back home, read the newspaper, go online or watch a movie. He followed Jesus. It wasn't a requirement. It wasn't a request of Jesus right there. He just said, go. But he was so compelled. He was so moved at meeting Jesus and at receiving his sight and his faith being, get this, confirmed. The desires of his heart truly were Jesus. We may say it was sight, but it was Jesus. Look at the reverence. Look at the respect, the honor that he gave Jesus. The approach and the request, I need my sight. Not a Range Rover, Javi. I need my sight so I can see. How would, how would you respond to Jesus' question? What do you want me to do for you?